Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael. I'm with my friend Kevin, and we're glad to be together with you. Yeah, thank you for spending some time with us. So listening to it, watching it, we appreciate your time. We want to make some use of our time here and hopefully encourage you in this series that we're in. Kevin, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Yes, I was out last week. Missed you. I, I missed that episode. I missed that time away, but uh, I'm glad to be back. And we're glad to have you back for everybody who suffered through hearing me all by myself. They're, they're, I don't think it was suffering, brother. It was, they're cheering Kevin's yeah. back. I don't think they back. are. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, I think you and I probably Hey, if don't you're glad it. Kevin is back, let him know. Hey, let him thank know. you. Yeah, hopefully for... For whoever that is, I appreciate you. And if it's just me, I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad to be back. I love being here with you on this. So we, if you're new to this podcast, we are um, studying the book of Hebrews as a church. And our goal with this podcast is to help prepare you for worship this coming weekend. As you know, there are many ways to prepare your heart and your mind for worship, one of which is to get familiar with the text, to be familiar with the text that our, our pastors are going to be preaching. I've found this to be helpful to, to read over it, pray over it, talk with my children about it. And our hope is yeah. that this will help you uh, maybe understand the text a little bit better so that your heart is ready to receive what it is our pastors will preach this weekend. And maybe give a little bit of context of what we're thinking to give you an, an opportunity to challenge and think about what do you think when you read this passage? So certainly take some time to read it, spend some time in it uh, in preparation. But uh, right now we're in the third of four mini series, mini sections within the book of Hebrews. This is the second sermon in this group. And this group is what now, Michael? This is Faith in God's Promises. There we're, you go. Uh, the second of four weeks through chapter 11. Yeah. So we've started in chapter 11, which you know, is is a big chapter on faith. It's a lot of information there and a lot of examples. But why do you think that the author put this chapter well, in? Well, right you know, here? so the author has has spent a long time uh, setting up his case for us. Uh, for the original hearers and receive recipients of this, they were they were dealing with heavy persecution. They were Christian uh, Jewish Christians who had. Uh, been undergoing, I guess, some persecution, were considering going back yes. to the way they had worshiped before, just throwing the towel in, giving up and going back. And the author spent many, many chapters uh, laying out for these hearers, these readers, these Jewish believers that you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I understand life is tough, but you don't want to do that. Jesus is so worth it. Yes, he he is the thing that all of the shadows from what came before, all of the all of the practices, all of the promises, all of the things that came before Jesus were pointing to Jesus. He's the one. Why would you go from the thing that everything was pointing to back to the original signs, the original shadows, the original prophecies? They all were about him anyway. Don't leave him. I know it's hard, but don't walk away. And 
you know, sometimes that's where we find ourselves today. So it may not be Jewish faith, but certainly I know I have felt challenged at times to believe and have faith in God's promises. I'm, I'm guessing you oh, have. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. There, there are times where it just seems like things feel impossible and you think there's no way. And, you know, for believers, that's one of the times where we have a phrase that, that comes up, but God, right? This is impossible, but God. And God then shows up, shows off, proves that he's alive and active and that he is going to honor his will, his name. He's going to bring glory to himself. But sometimes that depends on, builds off of the fact that I can't see the way forward. I've walked as far as I can walk, Lord. You've got to make the road somewhere else. That's right. And so the author, as as he was wrapping up chapter 10, to encourage us to focus on God, to focus on Jesus. He, you know, he, he said several things to us. He said, draw near to him. If you look back at verses 19 through 25, he encouraged us to hold fast to our confession. He encourages us in community with other believers to encourage one another and mm-hmm. to build one another up in being together with each other. And as he wrapped up chapter 10, he made this statement. He said, those of us who are believers... We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. Because there were those, right, who, if you will, went out from us because they were not of us. Right. And um, and there are multiple sections in here where the author gives us those warnings. And he right. says, this, you know, you've got to watch out for these situations. But then we get to verse 39. That's right. And he says, you're not of that. You're of those who have faith and preserve your souls. The Lord will preserve you through this. And so as he gets into chapter 11, the author gives a number of examples of Old Testament men and women who lived and died by faith, all of them having faith in a promise that Jesus had made or that God had made that, that he was coming. Yes. That he was going to redeem them, that he was going to deliver them, that he was going to provide a deliverer for them. And and as we talked about last week, unfortunately, you weren't I didn't here. get to talk about it. I missed it, but I <laughs> did hear it. I'm going to sit and listen to it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So you had people like Abel who who died by faith. Yes. Uh, you had people like Enoch who lived by faith and just kept on walking with God. You have uh, people like Noah. Noah was mentioned who, who God gave him a thing to do. And he said, I want you to go do this thing. He's like, I've never seen anything like that before in my life, God. And he did it. He faithfully went after the task that the Lord laid before him. For many years, and I've got to say that you, you're you a pastor. You've, you've been a pastor for several years and been a faithful man in multiple congregations. But i got to ask you, brother, if you did the work that the Lord laid on your heart as a pastor, as a faithful man serving him, and you worked for 120 years, and you never saw a convert, you never saw a life changed, would that be depressing to you? I, it would be hard. It would be very, very hard. Be challenging. I've it really is. Think. But but here a Noah. A challenging thought that is. That isn't, and so here Noah in, works through those 120 years and continues to work. So he's got that message that is activity at the same time he's a faithful preacher, a faithful servant of God. And the Lord doesn't show him necessarily somebody who's changed their life at that point, but he does absolutely deliver on his promise. You're going to do this for me, Noah. And Noah says, yes, God, I am, and goes and does it. But man, 
there are times where I don't, I don't feel comfortable fighting through 15 minutes, mm. you know, when it's like, I need to lead my family. I need to love my wife. I need to accept this other person and show grace and mercy. There are times when I find it challenging to, to wrestle with something for 15 minutes. And I yeah. don't doubt that, that other believers have that and that Noah may have had that, but, but to remain faithful, I yeah. think that's an important aspect in this. And so tonight we're going to talk about another faithful couple, uh, Abraham and Sarah how God called Abraham to do something, to go somewhere, and how Abraham was faithful in that, and how along the way, God gave him a promise that still has major implications in our life today. So talk a little bit about the story of Abraham. We're not going to take the time to to read all the way through this passage. We would encourage you to do that. Take time in, in, you know, between now and Sunday uh, or if you're using this podcast to help you in your Bible study, maybe even pause this right now and take time to read this a couple of different times. You know, we talk a lot. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to chase a rabbit trail right here for just a second. We talk a lot about the SOAP Bible study method. Yes. It's just a method, right? And S-O-A-P. So scripture, take time to read the scripture and then make a lot of observations about that scripture. We, we, we spend a lot of time in this podcast doing that. We would encourage you to take time to read and make your own observations as well. Um, but, but just to save time, Kevin, tell a little bit about the story of Abraham. Yeah. So, so Abraham is a man who grows up in a pagan environment. He didn't grow up around going to the synagogue. There wasn't a synagogue. He didn't grow up around a Baptist church. Like we're in. there just wasn't one. He grew up in a pagan culture who did not worship God as the one true living God. And yet the Lord called him out of that. And Abraham was faithful. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, verse 8. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Now, in this case, I don't think that the Lord necessarily calls everybody in ignorance. There are times where you may have prepared for your, whatever it may be, a profession, a work. I know you put a lot of effort, brother, into what you're doing and you study and you work diligently. And I know the other pastors here do too for their their particular ministries. But in this case, as a person who would be a minister of the Lord and be a servant of the Lord, he was called, but he was called at a point in ignorance. And all he knew was, am I going to obey or am I not? And in faith, he believed the Lord and he uprooted his family. He moved, took many years. Abraham's story covers a lot more. As an example in, in this passage, you know, we've already seen some people that that their story in Genesis, in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, may have been a short passage. When you read about Abel, not a whole lot of verses back there, right? But then we read he's listed here because of his faith. Abraham, not the same story. Abraham has a lot of text in Genesis, a lot of information. He's very key, and he's key for us when we read in other books of the New Testament. We hear that uh, he is the father of our faith. Um, so, he goes out into a land he doesn't know, moves his family, remains faithful to the Lord's calling. And and, and what a journey it was. You know, as, as I think about that, uh, how God met him along the way, the challenges yes. that he went through, the, 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 the literal battles he had to fight. Literally, yes. I mean, he was not just a passive, aggressive kind of guy. When the challenge 
uh, came, he met it head on. Yes. And and you can read about gathered up several hundred men he had as an army and went stories. to fight. But he was childless, you know. So when you talk about how he gathered well, up his family, he went with, you know, uh, his his wife, nephew, his wife, but no children at that time. Yeah, and he, he thought he was going to have to depend on his nephew as his heir. Um, but but the Lord had made him a promise. He said that he would make a nation from him. That was God's promise to, to Abraham. And Abraham didn't necessarily understand that. He believed it. Sarah obviously didn't understand it. She tried to take some matters into, into her own control. Which I and, find very interesting as you yes. read the Genesis account, what it says about that. And then you read here in verse 11, it says, by faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive. And so, you know, there was a point where she laughs, right? If you yes. go back to the Genesis yes. story, you'll read. Hence where the she, change in her name. Hence the name change. And uh, But here, when you read in, in this passage, it talks about how by faith, and you know what, you, in, in, the chap, in, in this chapter as a whole, you'll read, when, when we get to talking about Moses, we'll talk about this again, where when you read one thing in Genesis, which is not a contradiction. No, uh, no. It's just a fuller it, understanding a of what God was doing. Absolutely. In this. And so Sarah, ultimately, we're not going to get into that full story, but I'll, no. go back and read that in Genesis. Ultimately, what she did, she did by faith, is what the author here says. Yes, she and, she arrived at that faith. The Lord blessed her and gave her enough faith. She was able to get to the point where she believed the Lord too. But how many times do we have setbacks and things that we think, oh, this matters. I failed the Lord. I failed something, and it matters. But when the author of Hebrews writes this, yeah. his focus is on the fact that she got to that point of faith and the Lord blessed it. He was generous to her, and she was able to conceive. Not that that's the outcome of faith all the time. We understand. Uh, we don't have the power to command the Lord what we want. But well, that's in this true. Place, I mean, know. we saw that even last week as we talked about Abel and Enoch. You know how Abel, his faith cost him his life, whereas yes. Enoch, he just kept on walking with the Lord. And I think we're going to see that as later in this chapter, yeah, but we absolutely, but will. we do see it in several of the examples here. And one of the verses that I find very intriguing in this passage is verse 13. It says, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they, <laughs> they had faith in something that they did not fully receive. Right. But they heard God and they believed. And it's interesting that some of them received some things. Some of them, we have no biblical record that Abel got anything other than death after his faithful act. We do see where Abraham and Sarah, however, had a son. Now, Abraham had had one already at that point, but that wasn't the one through whom the line was going to come. That wasn't the one that God said, I've, I promised I will make you a nation on this earth, and through you I will bless the people of this earth. Which is, I think, an important part of the story, right? They didn't yes. always get it right. They didn't always get it you right. Know, we're not talking about superhumans here. We're talking about real humans who had real problems, who oh. didn't always make the right choice. Go back and read Genesis. You and I, both in, in a small group, we did a study a few years ago through Genesis, and the number of times that that Abraham and others made personal choices that that we would see as mistakes, as maybe moral failures, maybe maybe just things that we would question why somebody would do that. They stand out in stark relief when you read that. And the, the 
story of Abraham and others, especially Abraham as an example here, it takes such leaps, covers 20 years in a verse, right? You, you'll be reading and you'll flip the page and you're like, wait a minute, he, he got that message the next day? Right. No, he didn't. He got that message 25 years later. Uh, but it's interesting that in the receiving, where it says they all died in faith, not having received the things promised, we know that Abraham and Sarah did receive Isaac. So they got something as a step towards the promise because one son is not a nation, right? It's not numbered as the sands on the beach, uh, but it is a step. And so I think he got that guarantee, that promise. And I think that's a picture for us of when we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, when we get the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is there to help us to guide us, to communicate with us and remind us and call us to action and service, I think that is a picture that we see presented here in Hebrews around Abraham and Sarah, right? They got a piece of this, and it was very important because it was a piece that proved to them that God was actually active, that He was alive and working out His will. Which which that's such an important uh, truth, and, and I want to I want to talk about that as we wrap this up today. You know, these are not just stories that that we read about for entertainment's sake. They're not just uh, stories that we hear about to make us feel better and teach us a good moral lesson. You know, God preserved these stories yes. for us for for reasons. Um, and you know, this Sunday as our pastors are preaching on this passage. Some of that reason is going to be unfolded for us. Yes. And so, you know, again, going back to the whole intent of this podcast, we hope that in talking about the passage, it will help you think and prepare to receive what it is God would have you receive this coming weekend in worship. We're talking about faith as a church, faith yes. in God's promises. I cannot even imagine all of the scenarios that people who are listening to this, people who are mm, watching this— are, are going through. Um, but all of us know what it means to make decisions uh, without having all the information before us, right? Without knowing all of the details ahead of time. But we have to make decisions based on faith. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to live that out? Well, God preserved these stories for a number of reasons to help us understand his ways, his yes. works, his heart, his, his desires. Person. His person, who he is, and how he interacts with his creation—that's that's what we are. And so, there there are different places where some of these stories come up in the Bible, and they're referenced in different places. Just like you're going to hear a sermon this weekend, we're we're hopeful that you'll be listening to the sermon, and the pastor is going to unpack this for us in a way that he's been led to unpack it for our body of believers. And we believe that that message is going to be for you. So we we hope you show up with your heart ready to receive whatever the Lord has, has prepared for you. But there are other places where we might read another passage in the Bible, much like we read about Abraham in Genesis. And some of the stuff stood out to us. We're like, oh, this guy wasn't perfect. Right. And then we read over here and, and we see that for this use, the thing they wanted to focus on was the Holy Spirit wanted to tell the story of it was by faith that Abraham and Sarah took action. So I think when we hear the sermon be open to hearing the message that God is delivering to us as a body of believers, as He speaks to you in, in your circumstances, 
And then we start looking for the application. We start seeking, what is it the Lord would have me to do with this message today? Yes. Not contradictory. It's complementary. And it's something that God has for us at this point. So we do hope that you're going to be a part of one of our worship services this weekend. We have a number of opportunities to do that. You can join us on Saturday night, Sunday night, a variety of locations and times. You can check out our website, silverdellebc.com for times and locations. And again, we do hope that you're going to be here. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.